afternoon, Raleigh, North Carolina. This is Packers Live Sports Show with Benjamin Denton and John Hinton. And we're coming at you live from the WKNC studios on the beautiful, awesome, amazing, fantastic campus of North Carolina State University on 88.1 WKNC HD1 FM, Raleigh. Benjamin Denton. I'm John Hinton. And we are absolutely stoked, thrilled, ecstatic to be coming at you live on one of the premier college radio stations in the nation, keeping you up to date with the latest and the greatest with all the NC State sports. John, how's it going today? Pretty good, Benjamin. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Fine Friday. I don't mind telling you, I absolutely, despite the distractions, killed that intro. Yeah, you did. You did. Not going to lie. I, I killed it. But it's pretty uh, solid. The weather today is not solid. It is quite not good. Yeah, it fits my mood, honestly. Really? Your yeah. mood even now? I thought you were going to a concert tonight. I, I am going to a concert tonight, but until I get there, the only thing on my mind is the Panthers game. Really? Yeah, that's all I can think about. Well, that brings me right to our it's first question. Can, it's not all I can talk about, though. What's on the docket <laughs> for today's show for us to talk about? Well, um, we're going to talk about last night, and last night was bad for multiple reasons. Yeah. Two. But we are going to talk about men's and women's basketball yes. for NC State. Got off to a good start of the season. Uh, I'm very excited for both teams. We're going to talk about men's and women's soccer. Women are in the NCAA tournament tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, men are awaiting their the decision whether or not they get into the tournament. We got some wrestling and some volleyball as well. Yeah, and the volleyball team got back on track. But we'll open the show keeping you up to date with the men's soccer program. So last week you tuned in. We had an ACC tournament game. We had just beaten Boston College, earned the privilege to play the number one team in the country, Wake Forest. Yeah. And we went to Wake Forest, and like predictably so, understandably so, we did lose um, two to nothing. But that was the ACC quarterfinals. Are we're nine six and three on the year, so no doubt it'll it be an NCAA it seems tournament we, team. Like we lose two to nothing. We like lost that, three to nothing score. to Wake. Three the to first nothing time. earlier. Yeah, I mean it was we were undermanned. Manny Perez got called up to the national U20 team, which is awesome. You know, way to represent the pack on the national stage. It only happens versus Wake Forest. It only happens versus Wake Forest, though. So he did not get to play Wake Forest either time this season. Uh, We did have 11 shots, four corners. Couldn't get through for a goal, though. Although, this loss, the silver lining is that our our record is now 9-6-3, which is like skip counting down. It's so perfect. If it would be if it were the end of the season, but we're going to get an NCAA tournament. I know. Yeah. So it's not going to end up being that. Yeah, I know. It's a shame. We're going to have to win, you know, six more games. Is it? Win the championship. I think it's, 40, it's, it's a 48, 48 teams, mm-hmm. but the top 16 teams get a bye. So we're still going to have to play. Um, hey, we might get a bye. We still have to. Uh, no, because those are automatic. Oh, they're the automatic bids get the buys. The at-large have to play in. There's 24 automatic bids and 24 at large, and I don't 24, think that... Okay. Well, top 16, we're not going to be top 16. We Well, it all depends. It all depends. Well, if we hadn't lost a couple of games down the stretch. Yeah. It's okay, though. I feel like we're going to be in the tournament. We might, we probably will be hosting a game, which will be great for us because we haven't lost at home this year. So in case, just yeah. to recap the whole thing with the NCAA tournament, 
The selection will be announced on November 12th at 1 p.m. That's what, Monday? Monday, yeah. On the NCAA's website, 48-team field, 24 at large, 24 automatically qualify. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be an automatic team, but we, I'm, I will be very, very upset if we are not uh, at large team. And I won't I, be the I will, only I one. I will be, too. I think it will be very disrespectful to us if we don't. We have but, two top five wins yeah, this year. Two top five wins. And like we, four in the top 15, I'm almost certain. So. Very talented roster. We haven't played to our potential. Honestly. Oh, for sure. We've lost so, a, We've lost four games this year to teams we shouldn't have lost to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I really see I see this team getting in. I see us hosting one game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then We haven't know, won a tournament game since 2009, which was the last time we had won a postseason Nine game. years. Yeah. Which is which we already accomplished winning a postseason mm-hmm. game this year. I mean this this program is on the way up. There's oh, no doubt sure. about that. So even if for some reason we don't make the NCAA tournament, this program this was still a good season. This program's on the way up. We have a lot of good young pieces, a lot of good young players. Yeah, Murray, yeah. uh our best two players are Manny Perez and David da- Loera. David Loera. They yeah. got all ACC honors. And uh, Loera got first-team honors where he had three goals, mm-hmm. all-game winners, and six assists to lead the team. Perez missed some games, finished the season with one goal coming off freshman of the year, and five assists. Mm-hmm. So I think the rest of the conference realized what me, I'm not a genius, what I saw when I watched this team play, that David Loera is an absolute beast, and he's the best player on this team, and they deemed he was um, one of the best 11 players, and like you said, we were talking about with the women's last week, it's by position. Yeah. So he's probably the best center mid in the in, in the whole conference, if Honestly. not maybe the country. Who yeah. knows? And he played 98% of the minutes this year, which is it's more common in soccer, but, mm-hmm. I mean, it's really impressive just to there play wasn't that many situations, minutes in any sport. There wasn't situations where we didn't have Loera coming out yeah, of the game. Yeah, and that, that does that say something it means we're not, we're not getting blown out, but we're also not blowing teams out. But, it, like, okay, so, like, so we're Perez, always in every single game. Yeah, and because he's center mid, so I imagine it's pretty common for center mid. But what I meant was more like, like Perez. Yeah. yeah, Perez comes out in maybe defensive situations because he's a forward mm-hmm. or something. Although he's actually striker. pretty good. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. a striker and he's pretty good at defense, actually. But, like, in that situation, and then the fact that Loera played nearly 99% of the minutes meant, means that there was just never a situation where we didn't want this guy on the field. Yeah. And so that that really speaks volume to not only how good he was, but also just how good this team was with him on the field. So Mm -hmm. we'll find out Monday if we got into the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. That's all we have with the the men's soccer. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah, we will. Wow, I, 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 I don't, you know, I don't even need, need to watch yeah, now, John. Hey, I don't that, need to watch. It was a long you, you ruined it. Buddy. <laughs> it was, it was on purpose. Absolutely. Uh, women's soccer has already gotten into the tournament. Yes. They host Northwestern tonight at seven in the first round of the NCAA tournament. So go out, support the pack. It's a very big game. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to get back to the Sweet 16, which of course last year getting to the Sweet 16 that was the first time in program history. Yeah, lost so, to Princeton on penalty kicks. So. Yeah. Great. Well, I mean, obviously, it was a really great season, mm-hmm. but I wish we hadn't lost that. Entering the tournament with a 10-6-3 overall record, just uh, one more win than the men. You mentioned that uh, women played more games. It's because they won more games in the ACC tournament. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We were look- looking at the math. There. Yeah. Uh, Wildcats uh, from Northwestern, they're 10-4-4 four four on the season, albeit playing in the Big Ten, but not to be taken lightly by any means. And this is the first ever meeting 
between Northwestern and NC State women's soccer. Yep. In the tournament, our tournament history, we are just okay. 11-11-5 in the tournament, and uh, we have advanced out of the first round 10 times. So, like, like we talked about in 2016, we had the run to the Sweet 16, and then we went to the second round of the NCAA tournament last year and lost penalty kicks. Princeton. We've made the tournament 13 times. So 10 of the 13 times we've made the tournament, we've won a game. So that is looking pretty good. Again, we're hosting that tonight. The home field advantage at Dale is really, really good. Twenty. This year's. This is the third straight year we've made the tournament, mm-hmm. which is the first time that we've done it for three straight years for the women's program from since 94 through 96. So before you and I were even born john yeah it's the uh third time or a third time third year in a row that we've reached 10 wins under tim santoro like we said really soccer on the way up and nc state uh he's turned this program around from being just a mediocre acc team we finished with 11 wins in 2016 and 15 wins last season hopefully we can finish with 15 wins this season which means that we will get to the national championship game that would be pretty cool would be unreal uh we're entering the postseason play with an rpi of 20 which is mm-hmm. basically like ap poll only it's based on statistics mm-hmm. and uh facts and like stuff like that so it's hard to argue with rpi um our non-conference schedule was the toughest in the nation and overall strength of schedule fourth toughest so the pack is very prepared for northwestern tonight very mm-hmm. prepared for any challenge they will face in this tournament. Yeah. We've played them all. Like, fourth toughest yeah. schedule in the country. We are very ready for the NCAA tournament. And again, once again, as a reminder, that gets started tonight at 7 o'clock in Dale Soccer Field. Mm-hmm. I know the weather isn't great, and it's it's just not great. But what is great <laughs> is this soccer team in the NCAA tournament hosting a game, and you don't get that every day. And soccer season is almost over, so your chances to come see soccer on NC State's campus are very limited. Very limited. Banking on the fact, because I don't think we'll get two consecutive home games for the women's if we win. And yeah. So no. it's really just going to be banking. Will the uh, NCAA uh, deem the men good enough to host a team? Or will we have to go on the road, which will be huge for the men's team. But anyway, that's Either enough or. about soccer. Yeah. Moving on, wrestling season started up, which we here at Packers Life are super excited about because we are really, really good at wrestling. Oh, yeah. We have a couple. Uh, we had a national championship last season, in case you missed it last year, and a national runner-up who was Hayden Heidley, who was undefeated going into the national championship game. So As a freshman, had, though, yeah. and he's still um, still number two ranked in his weight class. So we had know, the still right there. Hokie. Open, which was hosted mm-hmm. by Virginia Tech, but it wasn't really an Only official. Naturally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had the Hokie yes. Open. It was hosted by UNC Chapel Hill. Yeah. But we had that, and uh, it was multiple teams sent wrestlers there, and we sent six, and we came away with two titles, with uh, redshirt senior Jamal Morris claiming the title at 141 pounds when he had a 10-6 win over UNC's AC Hadley. Yeah, that's Headley. Sorry, Headley. Yep. That's a weird mm-hmm. name. Morris was 5-0 and on the day with four bonus points wins, and overall he outscored his opponents 43-16. to We mentioned Hayden Heidley. He's the number two ranked in his weight class, a sophomore, redshirt sophomore. He scored a top 10 win in the finals at 157 pounds, and he defeated Kennedy Monday of UNC 10-7. Uh, to Yeah, and he outscored— I almost said Kennedy Meeks because— <laughs> it's, yeah, it's I just, wonder what day you know. of the week. Did, did they play on a Monday? I would hate to have the last name Monday. Yeah. Like, every single person. What? Interesting question. What day of the week, if you had to pick your last name to be, what would you want it to be? Sunday. 
Sunday? Like Billy Sunday. Billy Sunday. Billy Sunday was a legend. I like man. Saturday, like Jeff Saturday. Oh, Le- that is Legendary pretty good. center, yeah. Like John, John Saturday. John Saturday. That's, a, that's a cool sounding name. Oh, I didn't even think about it. John Sunday fact- is like a preacher. John Saturday is a college football quarterback star. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Benjamin doesn't really uh, ring. I guess it could be Benji Sunday. Benji Monday. That's not bad, actually. It It isn't bad, but I would hate to have Monday <laughs> as a last name. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Tuesday would be the boring one. Yeah. Rusher freshman A.J. Lighton, he plays sixth at 141 pounds, and he uh, only lost to an NCAA qualifier, Josh Feinsilver, from Duke. So, overall, a good start to the season for NC State Wrestling. A great season, as we mentioned last year, carrying over into this year. Yeah, we're ranked number eight in the country as of right now, and I personally think that's going to go up because we had mm-hmm. a bunch of wrestlers come out of nowhere, namely Hydeley and then Tarek Wilson at 133 pounds, just came out of nowhere, and now they're both ranked in the top five this year. And who knows? We, we've recruited really well. We can have another Hayden Hydeley, or uh, I think Hayden Hydeley's younger brother is on the team as well. Now, is I was he? looking over the roster. It's another guy that looks a lot like him, and his name is Hydeley. And he's from Pennsylvania. That would be it. Yep. <laughs> so I mean, I'm just, I'm just could putting, be his cousin. You never know. But oh, still, hey, it's part of that Hydeley lineage, man. Yeah, we're we're gonna be good. So moving on to volleyball, we had coming into last week's show had to talk about we had a five game losing streak, losing going 0 4 on a really tough road trip. Mm-hmm. But we were coming home to Reynolds Coliseum, and we were hosting Wake Forest, and then Duke, and we actually. You missed a great weekend of volleyball because we yeah. had a couple of five-set wins for the Wolfpack this week. The first one was over Wake Forest on Friday night, 3-2, to two, with the sets being decided by 25-21, and we won the set, third set and then the fifth set. So both games, we won the first, third, and fifth set. So it was really close matches, mm-hmm. alternating the sets there. So that was the Wake Forest first time this season that um, – we had a conference match go to five sets. Yeah, Wake actually got ahead in the first set after a 7-1 to one run, but uh, NC State head coach called a timeout, and we won that set. Um, we won the, the fifth set 15-5, to five, which mm-hmm. kind of shows how, um, you know, Wake was getting all the momentum they could yeah. and then just making runs, and then when that momentum started to die down, it started to show that we were the better team. Yeah, in that decisive fifth set, we took a 3-0 lead right out the door, and then it was 5-1, and Wake had to call a timeout, and then it was 12-5, and then it was 15-5. So it was it was over for Wake. Like, they were, they were pushing us, but mm-hmm. the volleyball team was able to put Wake away when they had the game in hand to yes. win it. Yes, yes. Good on the volleyball team. Good, for, good, very good for the volleyball team. We are very proud. So, top performers for the volleyball team, uh, Tenny Sapatin, you know, she she killed it. She had 20 kills. Literally. <laughs> Jada Parchment and Lauren Terry each put down 11, and setter mm-hmm. Kylie Pickerel had 44 assists to go along with 10 digs, mm. have a double-double. Mackenzie Kuchmaner had 16 digs, and Terry logged five blocks. That was Wake Forest. 44 assists. Scott Skiles would be proud. <laughs> yeah, so the next game on Sunday afternoon, we hosted Duke, who was better. Wake Forest was not good. They have a losing record. Yeah. But Duke was yeah. good. Yeah, Duke this was, is actually an upset. Yeah, we had the upset. We won 3-2, 25-23 in the first set. We won the third set, 25-21. And then the final set was way closer, 15-13. We've beaten Duke three straight times, and that hasn't happened in volleyball since 1986. We moved to 12-12 on the year, 6-8 in ACC play, while Duke fell to 14-9 and 8-6 and 
in conference action. Yeah, in the first set, we jumped out to an 8-3 to lead and uh, from after a block and assist from Kiara Moore and Melissa Evans, and that forced a Duke timeout. Then we had consecutive kills from Tanny Sopitan, and then we had for a 24-18 advantage, and Duke scored five unanswered, and leading 24-23, Sopitan got the kill and gave us that 1-0 lead in the first set, which obviously that could have gone either way, and that pretty much helped decide the game. Duke uh, started fast in the second set, getting out to a 4 nothing lead, ending up winning 25-17. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the third set, we took a 7-3 lead, and then uh, following a kill from Sabatan, and then it had a 15-11 advantage after a media timeout, and then a 5-2 run coming out of that timeout. So we were leading uh, 22-18 after a service ace from Evans, and Duke had to call a timeout. Then we had back-to-back kills from Sabatan and won that third set. 25-21. Duke won the fourth set, but get to the fifth set. We never trailed onward to a 15-13 win. Although there were six ties, uh, we scored three consecutive points after a tie at 9-9 nine, mm-hmm. nine to go at 12-9 and a kill for more. Forced a timeout at 13-10. Took the lead 14-10. Duke battled back to make it 14-13, but... Of course, Tenny Sopitan put down a kill from the outside to clinch the match. Winning I, by two in the fifth set, that's the way to do it. That's the closest you can get in volleyball. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a feeling that it was almost like we were setting her up. See what I did there? Ah, yeah, yeah. No, but she, yeah, she's a killer. See wow. what I did there? See what I did yeah, there? Yeah, I see, I see what I'm you amazing. did there. I'm amazing. See, the, <laughs> jo- the jokes are better when I see what you did and you don't have to say what you did. Like, no, I, now, I, I heard what you did, no, I, but I, I saw I, it. Yeah. No, the <laughs> listeners can't see it. They can only hear it. But, yeah, you saw what wow. I did there. Anyway, I'm a genius. Comedic genius. Anyway, top three performers had double-double performances for the Wolfpack as Evan had 15 kills and 14 digs. Jada Parchment also charted 14 digs and 12 kills. And Sabatan, once again, had a 20-burger. She had 21 kills. So, like me in Fortnite. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's not true at all. Yeah, Kylie Pickerel, again, she topped her last uh, match with 50 assists in addition to 17 digs, 5 kills, and 2 blocks. Mackenzie Kuchmater collected 26 digs, and Grace Irvin pitched in with 9. Yep, so up next, we are playing tonight. We are playing at Notre Dame at 8 p.m. inside Purcell Pavilion. It's a cool name. Purcell Pavilion. It's not as good as Reynolds Coliseum. Sounds very old world. Purcell Pavilion. Make yourself at home. The show (laughs) will start in 30 minutes. Well, speaking of the show, we're going to take a song break because that's how bad that was. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. We've finished all the uh, non-revenue content for you guys, so we're going to take a quick break. We have some giveaways that we're going to talk about when we come back, as well as women's and men's basketball and then, unfortunately, we have to get to the football game that happened last night. I mean, we we have to talk about it. It's not like it's going to go away. Yeah. But anyway. At some point. This bo- song, both games we have to talk about. I know. It's going to make me very, very sad. It's okay. I had good food last night, though. Sad so. boy. Yeah. Yeah, we did have good food. Yeah. We'll, yeah. Talk, we'll talk about our, our trip to Sammy's as well. But. Oh, yeah. You go got ahead. a story. You got yeah, a story. I got, I got right, a story. Right. So, uh, with that, we have a song. By the Bambinos. That's so cool. Babe Ruth has a band, yeah, I guess. Babe Ruth, yeah. And it's called Barcelona Fantasy, and this is another selection from my buddy Kate. No relation to fantasy football. That was Barcelona Fantasy by the Bambinos. This is the Packers Life Sports Show. Benjamin Denton and John Hinton with you here. 
covering NC State sports as well as sports in general. We do have a giveaway. We have two tickets to the Maine versus NC State home basketball game on November 17th. If you add us on Twitter. How do I win? Yeah, this is how you win. If you add us on Twitter at the end of the show with the hashtag basketball. Just hashtag basketball. Hashtag basketball. We will DM you and award you the tickets. Yeah, we'll slide in them DMs. First come, first serve at Pack is Life NCSU, hashtag basketball. You can say you, you like do. my jokes, too. So you, you can do. say more than hashtag yeah, yeah, basketball. Yeah, you can say, ha- oh, but that's the minimum requirement. What if You oh, would never oh. write the minimum requirement for an essay, right? Minimum. So don't do it for this tweet. Are you kidding? Like, when they say minimum 300 words, like, I'm I'm turning that in right at 300 words. You know, words. I had a class, funny enough. I had a class for, uh, yeah, HSS 120, where oh, we had a maximum. It. We had a maximum words. Yo, now I was that, that is horrible. I was that was my first semester of college. I was so bad at writing. I spent like three hours writing. I was so bad and Dang. I was I could not I could not write at all. Now I would I would just I would kill yeah. to get a three hundred word max. Yeah, really. Class. I, I was I, I I was a good writer then, but I, I just really did not like that class. Everything it was, about it drove me crazy. Yo, I resent it. We talked about this before, we but have. it was yeah. it was just you're we're incoming freshmen. They added this into our cart of classes. So mm-hmm. you would assume it's a requirement but because no, it's a free elective. Taking up two credits of my free electives, I could have had archery and scuba diving. Yeah. For that. Actually. But back to the point. A giveaway, two tickets to the Maine versus NC State basketball game on Saturday. November 17th, at Pack is Life, NCSU, hashtag basketball, first come, first serve. Jump on it, people. Yo, bonus, we give you parking passes. Bonus. Ooh. Because it's basketball games and you can park Oh, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, that's why I love basketball games. Anyway. Honestly, yeah. Let, can we talk about that for a second? What? Going to basketball games is just going, it's better than going to football games. Agreed. It takes out two and a half hours of your day. Well, not really, because if you go early like I do, I go to get that extra Okay, it, t- it takes out three hours of your day mm-hmm. instead of five. You, you're not tired at the end of it because it's like... You get to sit down during the break. You, you get to sit down during the breaks, and... It goes by so much quicker. It's so much louder in there. Yes. And basketball is a better sport than football. I said it. I said it. All right, man. We're going to get some ads on Twitter, but not for the giveaway now that you've done said mm. that. Yeah. To be fair, though... Because we're a football I, school, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> lovely. Not after, not after last night. Oh man! But uh, we do have basketball teams at this school. Ladies first. We're, man. we're an all sports school. Yeah, ladies first. Let's talk women's basketball. We kind of previewed the season last week, mm-hmm. and we opened the season against Belmont, and we won. We did seventy-seven to sixty-two, and we are ranked number seventeen in the country to start the year. We started out pretty slow, not going to lie. Down three at the end of the first quarter. If you remember, women's basketball has four quarters mm-hmm. of ten minutes. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't speaking to you. I know you know. I was, I was speaking Actually, to I did not remember that. You did but not. I would have guessed oh. when you said quarter. Okay, yeah. End of the first quarter, uh, <laughs> down by seven at halftime. We used a strong second half to defeat them, outscoring them 22-10 to 10 in the fourth quarter. Clutch. Final score, 77-62. to 62. We had five players in double figures. Very, very balanced scoring. That's the same thing. That's the same situation we had last year. We were really it is, balanced. Yeah. yeah. Very balanced. No true superstar, which is really, really good come tournament time because if one of your starters has a bad game, you know, the other players can pick up the slack. Mm-hmm. It's not like 
it's not like when uh, LeBron James has a bad game. Oh, the Lakers are going to lose. They are. They're going to lose. They are. I, well, you know what I meant. It's like yeah, I know. When, you, I when know LeBron has a bad game, the Lakers are going to lose. When Kiara Leslie has an off night, that doesn't mean that you know that the pack are going to lose. Yeah, Koenig, and it's nice. Koenig will drop it's twenty herself. Like, Ashlyn Koenig, she can shoot the lights out of the gym. It's unreal. Go see a game if you haven't. They're really fun to watch. Um, like we said, five players in uh, double figures. Grace Hunter led the way with eight. Uh, 16 points on 8 of 11 shooting. Efficiency, man. Efficiency. That's what I'm talking about. Kai Crutchfield had 15 points. Ashlyn Koenig, 11. We outscored Belmont 40 to 22 in that's the paint. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. that's what, that's what Ben likes. He, he's he's a power forward. Yeah, but I got a jump shot. He's John, a stretch you're gonna three. See it this year. He's a stretch three. No, I got a jump <laughs> shot. I guard people that are bigger than me in the post. I just, stretch, I'm not great. At, stretch three. I'm not great. I'm like Ryan Kelly. That's my pro comparison. There you go. Yeah. That's, that's my pro comparison. He, not in the NBA out of, anymore. Out of the league in two years. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're both the same. We're not in the NBA. Yeah. yeah. Out, outscored Belmont 40-22 to 22 in the paint. That's really what we did last season. Honestly. Last season, we were a top five rebounding team in the country. In the country, yeah. We're, you know, very big. Like, mm-hmm. tall team. Long team. Long arms. A lot of deflections on defense. A lot of steals. A lot of block shots. Dominating the inside, which is good because we also have shooters. You know, it's it's the perfect kind of inside-out offense. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You know, you talked about long, and that just made me realize, I think Jim Beheim, the Syracuse coach, changed yeah. the way basketball coaches recruit because he, hmm. he does the 2-3 zone, and he doesn't recruit height. He recruits length, and that's yeah, why. Yeah, he does. And I think that changed where we now actually care about NBA prospects' wingspan when they come into the league because Draymond Green is 6'7", but he's got like a seven-one wingspan, yeah, and so he can guard players that are taller than him because of that's, because that, of his that's length. A, that's a very good point. I don't think Jim Beheim changed it necessarily, but he definitely had a big like influence, it, especially in recruiting. He had For a sure. very big influence. I, I I agree with that a lot. Yeah, and it's it's interesting to see how Syracuse players do in the NBA. Yeah, and it's also if you think about they, it, they don't do well. It makes more sense to go by like just reach over height because how mm-hmm. often do you block a shot with your face? Like, yeah, yeah, it's how high can you reach your hand? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, one of my favorite players, Devin Booker, blocks it with five. his face. <laughs> yeah, uh, Stephen Adams. I I showed you that picture. He yeah. actually did block a sh- or catch a rebound with his face. But Devin Booker, six five, seven foot one wingspan. Mm-hmm. Most players in the NBA have at least a six eight wingspan. It, it's the game is changing on all levels of basketball. Mm-hmm. We see it, like for Syracuse, we see it in the pros. We see it in women's basketball too. It's a big reason why NC State has been so successful. And you might not see it in point guards as much in length, just because of the sh- ball handling. Yeah, like if you think about the best the best handles in the NBA, well, Kyrie. I wouldn't. I don't think Kyrie has a, an insane reach or or uh, Steph Curry. Or uh, Kemba Walker. Ky- Kyrie, Steph, and Kemba are, are the very... Be- best handles in the NBA. Those three best, guys. Best handles in the NBA, I agree. The best forward handles in the NBA are Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. You wouldn't put Giannis up there? I wouldn't put Giannis there. I wouldn't put Kevin Durant there, honestly. Really? I really wouldn't. I think they, they're very loose. I mean, I'm not saying they're easy to guard. Yo, we they're can talk about this they, when the, we talk about um, NBA. Yeah. I, I, just, I, I love talking about basketball. We'll talk about the yeah. NBA a little bit later. Yeah. Yo, we had, uh, so that was women's basketball. We're 1-0. and 
Yeah. Same thing with men's basketball. Kent, uh, although Kent State on Sunday oh, yeah. for the women's basketball team and Reynolds, 2 o'clock. Panthers aren't playing, so go support. <laughs> I might actually go, actually. Yeah, we'll actually, see. I might. Well, depends how much homework I have. Out of work early. Yeah, we'll see. Men's basketball, we did not play St. Mary's, the alum of Matthew Delavadova, like we talked about no. last week's Beloved show. Beloved Matthew. Yo, we <laughs> played Mount St. Mary's, which in my journalism class, for extra credit, he lets us, uh, we do news quizzes every week. Or it's just like five wow. questions about um, the news. And then we're not deducted for getting it wrong. We just get it right. We get points. Extra on credit if, yeah. you, if you read it. Yeah. Wow. And we, uh, everyone missed the who are we playing because everyone just said St. Mary's rather than Mount St. Mary's. Mm, He's yeah. like, I mean, two different schools. I Same. mean, that, that's fair. Yeah, St. Mary's would have been a worrisome first game. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Especially, okay, they always, so. They always got shooters. We won 105 to 55, led by 28 points and nine rebounds from Torrey. Career Durant. high, by the way. Yeah. In, in points. He had nine rebounds. He had eight rebounds at halftime, and he had nine three minutes into the second half, and he didn't get another rebound for the rest of the game, partly because, like, we were just winning by so much. Yeah. First half, I was at this game, was uncomfortably close. If you watch this game, you know what I mean. It was mm-hmm. 40 to 30 at halftime. 41-51 at one point in the second half. Yeah, we were trading buckets with a team whose point guard looked 16 years old and cool. couldn't have been over 140 cool. pounds. Like, this, we had such a size advantage on this entire team. Mm-hmm. But that was what worried me. In the half court, they were able to slow us down. They did a 3-2 uh, matchup zone where they were trapping us on the wings. Yeah. And so we just had to pass it around. And we really struggled with that. We really did. I don't think, like, uh, pardon, pardon the interruption. I don't think that... Isn't that a show? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't think that this team um, is going to do well in the half court all year. Oh, for sure. I think, like, when we got Markel running the point, he's not a half court guy. He's a fast break. Steals, dunks, alley-oops. That's the kind of player he is. Mm-hmm. He's exciting, you know, which is good. That's He fits in Kevin Keats' system. C.J. Bryce... Same kind of player. I'll tell you what I like. I like the fact that Torin Dorn is so versatile. He works so well in both. I do. I I agree with you. Torin Dorn got 28 points because he scored when he wanted to, which is Mm -hmm. what you should do when you play Mount St. Mary's. But he was just – he didn't do what a lot of teams' best best players do, and that's they just go, give me the ball. Yeah. And then they try to – they're just going to score no matter how bad they're shooting, like the Kobe mentality. Yeah. Torin Dorn – just he lets the game come to him, mm-hmm. and he just he'll he'll shoot when he has it. He's a winner. He'll drive. He doesn't take dumb shots. Yeah, he's he inc- really does. He's an incredibly smart player. He's I saw him by the way. Master of the mid range. I saw him at lunch today in oh, Jasmine's cool. on Hillsborough. You say hi. I did not. Uh-huh. I don't know him. He you doesn't should. know me. Just say what's up, Torin. I guarantee you, he'd be like, "What's up?" I know, but like, guarantee you. <laughs> yeah, but master of the mid range, as I said. Yeah, I love that phrase. He. he he could make it to the league based on how good he is in the mid-range, mm-hmm. honestly, because... It's a lost art. It's a lost art. T.J. Warren, man. The thing is, he might not... Yeah, T.J. Warren. Better mid-range, T.J. Warren or, or Torn Dorn. Hmm, that's a really good question. I'm taking T.J. just because of that one shot he had where he would he would basically do a floater with two hands from 13 feet away. Do you know what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, like the guys, spin floater. He'd yeah. spin into it and push it up. There. Most guys it's in pretty. transition it's would pretty. just would just either at, at the free throw line, they're making the decision, yeah. driving to the basket, and TJ's like, I'm content to pull up and take a 14-footer. I, w- I will say, I, I would take TJ because Torin is a better three-point shooter, mm-hmm. and I think 
He was T- lights out. TJ had to shoot mid-range. Plus, he's 6'8". Yeah. You know, he's not going to be a lights-out three-point shooter all the time. But, um, no, but I, was saying, I was saying Torn Dorn's lights out like um, yeah. season opener. Mm-hmm. I don't think he missed a three in the second half. Marco Johnson was a 40% three-point shooter last year, but we didn't talk about it. because Honestly, of yeah. It, like, nobody ever talked about Markel being able to shoot threes at almost as good of a rate as Braxton because, number one, he didn't shoot as many, which can alter his percentage. You know, yeah. it can skew his numbers a little bit. But, but he's not looking for it like Braxton not, is. Yeah, We're not exactly. running screens and baseline uh, the mm-hmm. Scott Wood play. We're not running that for Markel. I, I really I love watching the differences in Markel Johnson and Braxton. Because mm-hmm. they complement each other very well. And, of course, Braxton's hurt right now, so he's not playing. He'll join the team soon. He did soon, not have a brace on his hand, so that was good to see. He did not have a, he did not have a brace? Yeah, no that's brace. A, that's good. That's good. Neither did yeah. uh, uh, Manny, uh, Manny Bates. Manny Bates, yeah. yeah. No brace. I saw him that's good. on the court. That's good. Getting healthy. But I see, like, with Markel, he's, he's a more athletic player. He's a mini Dennis Smith, whereas, mm-hmm. like, um... You know, Braxton's Braxton is a mini Corciani. Yeah. He's a mini Corciani. Braxton is... Really mini, though? Three... Is he <laughs> about Corciani size? Yeah, yeah. Well, a modern Corciani, let's say that. Yo, with a weight... Like, with a... Braxton's beard right now is sick. It's nice. I'm, yeah. I'm telling you. It's it's like Andrew Lux's beard. No, it's better than Lux's beard. Better than Lux's beard? No, it's trimmed. It's It doesn't, <laughs> it's it doesn't look like a Civil War uh, guy's yeah. beard. Well, they, they did make an account for Captain Braxton Beverly. Oh, just they like did? They, they did, yeah. Just like Captain Captain Andrew Luck, you know, same thing. But what I, what I was saying about Braxton and Markel is that Braxton is, you know, he's the three-point shooter. He's not going to be aggressive on offense unless it's catch and shoot. Mm-hmm. And he's looking to penetrate and kick out. He's, yeah, not, we, look, he's not looking to penetrate and score. Markel is looking to penetrate and score and facilitate from the outside. I have a great comparison. Go for it. Braxton Beverly is the David Loera of basketball. Our basketball team. No, Torandoran. No. No, Torandoran. Did Torin you see Doran David Loera play? Torandoran can play 4-3-2. Well, I mean, what I mean he in can that... Play one, he can play 2-3-5 on defense. Oh, Doran? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe He might have trouble guarding fives in the ACC. He would, yeah. Yo, I think um, what was what was troubling for me to see was one, that we struggled in the half court. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why was we didn't have a player like Omir. The reason Omir transferred was because Omir's a half-court player. Yeah. We are a, we are a running and gunning team mm-hmm. under Co- Kevin Keats. Kevin Keats is a winner, by the way. And that just wasn't Omir's style, so I don't blame him for transferring. He also went to Georgetown because Patrick Ewing's the coach. Yeah. And, you know, one of the greatest big men. Big men. Yeah, yeah, one of the greatest big men ever. Well, what we missed was a big man we could feed in the post and demand the ball. Wyatt Walker yeah. has the best uh, post skills on the team yeah. of the big men we have. Yeah. And this is his first experience playing in the ACC. Mm-hmm. I mean, we Well, not yet, but yeah. playing for an ACC squad. Yeah. And what I wanted to see more from Wyatt Walker was more aggression. Because when he got the ball, he never looked to score it, except with offensive putbacks. He's a great rebounder. He is a guy that every team needs. He's got that glue guy vibe to yeah. him. Yeah. But he's got some he's like post a plumley, moves. Basically, yeah. yeah. He's Kinda just like a plumley. plumley with some Viking hair. Yeah, plumley with some Viking hair. I like it. Wyatt Walker is more like like White Walker, like from Game of Thrones, Ooh. man. Dude, if that Ooh. name doesn't catch on, that's I'm gonna a be, nickname right there. I'm gonna be very the Night upset. King. The yeah, Night, he's the, the Night, Night King. He's the Night King. Yeah, it can kill a dragon with a. Spe- oh, spoilers. Sorry, 
Wow. If you haven't listened, if you haven't watched Game Yo, we'll Thrones, just, I apologize. I should have dumped the audio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like we funny. dump cursing and spoilers for Game of Thrones. Yeah. But Wyatt Walker is a guy that I think he has the post moves to say, give me the ball voice, and we give him the mm-hmm. ball in the post. We didn't have that. Um, is it? Is it? Is Funder? he kind of like Vandenberg? Yeah. I mean, I I didn't get to go to the game, and I didn't. I just I watched mean, the highlights. Not size wise, but I yeah. Yeah, not size wise, but in, great in the way rebounder, he plays, great rebounder, a really good hustle on the court, and really a really smart player, a real gym rat, cerebral. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no just, he's just a guy that's not looking to score, and he's always looking to set up his teammates. So it's really it's 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 good to see, and I think ultimately, like when it comes to March, I think we will be fine because. As we've seen with March Madness again and again, it's a guard-driven tournament, mm-hmm. and we got the guards. Oh, yeah, we got the guards. We got the guards to compete with any team in the ACC except for Duke. We'll see. No, I'm, I'm not going to—I didn't yeah. watch Duke. Everyone's talking about Duke, Duke, Duke. They beat number two Kentucky. I, I will Kentucky say one, one, one thing about Duke is—and then we're going to move on to football. Mm-hmm. One thing about Duke is that Zion is not the best player on that team. R.J. Barrett is. Yeah. R.J. Barrett is like like a Paul George. Mm-hmm. That's my comparison. Zion is like a LeBron who hasn't Don't, found. You can't compare Zion to anything. Yeah, LeBron, he's, he's Zion. Zion, Zion. He's 285 pounds, and he has hang time that shouldn't be physically possible. Yeah. For a guy that's that big. It's honestly unreal. They're they're fun to watch. I don't think I don't know. He's like got like a Bo Jackson quality, and how is a dude that big? Honestly. Like That's that. a good comparison. In a different sport. Yeah. Two different sports. But, uh, <laughs> Yo, still. he's like Bo Jackson, but Bo Jackson, the baseball player. Yeah. Let's talk about last night, men's football. <sighs> we didn't get to cover the Florida State game on Saturday, which was, hey, yay, we won. Cool. Homecoming. Yeah. Senior, oh, so we have two games. Last night. We have two games. We have two games. I really don't want to talk about Florida State. They're, they stink. But we won. Yeah, and they stink. <laughs> they might get to you know a bowl this stinks? year. We do. Our secondary. Maybe. Not to call them out, but come on. 30 seconds left. Yo, did you Not see even the that little... play, though, the whole second half. Have you seen the graph Marvin's of the, uh, the, the win probability? Oh, Where yeah. It was like this pretty steady thing near 80% for state most of the game. Then it got up to the 90s, and then all of a sudden it's just like a straight up yep. to, to the wake side of the graph. Mm-hmm. That was uh, usually how it goes. That was really tough to watch. <laughs> it was I honestly tough to wasn't watch, paying honestly. a lot of attention just because yeah. we also had the Panthers game and we were eating at Sammy's. Yeah. Yo, what, what'd you eat at Sammy's? I had a bacon burger. Is it good? Honestly, I've never had bacon on a burger before. What? You've never had a bacon cheeseburger from Wendy's? No. What? I don't eat at Wendy's that often. What? I've gotten what? The, <laughs> I've gotten the uh, che- bacon cheesy fries at yeah. Wendy's. Oh, those are good. I don't know. I felt a little sick afterwards. You never I had felt the like baconator. From that, Wendy's? Isn't that, isn't that the Baconator? No, those are Baconator fries. Yeah, Wait, I had, have the you ever had the You never had the Baconator sandwich? I had Baconator fries, and mm. they got me... It was, it was just like a little too much cheese to the potato. Fair. Like, there was too much cheese and bacon, not enough fries to, like, match it. Like, yeah. you gotta get that ratio. Well, I, I got some nice boneless wings. Can't go wrong. What sauce? Buffalo hot. Basic. I've only had the honey barbecue. I love honey, honey barbecue. is good, too. I'm not a big wings guy because it's so messy. Hmm. I'm a big wings guy. <laughs> no, but it's it's really messy, and so I've only had wings a couple times, and like they get all over your hands and yeah. all over your, your face, and it's like I don't I don't feel like I don't want to feel like I'm a dog that's wow just chowing down and getting getting food everywhere. Yeah, but there there was a bar fight yeah. before you got there. <laughs> Pretty funny. 
Some, can't can't some, recap it exactly. Yeah, can't recap it exactly. There's some choice words, but some drunk student um, started pushing this big Steelers fan who was holding back. Could have could have ended him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just missed it. It was pretty funny. Yeah, man. Then only... made me re- retell the story like five times. Dude, it was it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I missed out on all the action. Anyway, yeah, that was the, that was the best part of the night. <laughs> Hooray Yo, you know what the best part was? Christian McCaffrey getting three touchdowns for me mm. Fantasy football, baby mm. I'm sure he cares a lot about that Yo, 35 fantasy points is what he got me in my mm. league With your, Well, I lost to you last week, but it's fine Yeah I'm not going to make the playoffs It's fine It's fine Nah, you're not Anyway, I <laughs> think The game last night changed my mind a little bit about pack football Mm-hmm you heard me last week talk about the two losses we had were just unfortunate circumstances where we played good teams on the road. Yeah. Wake is not a bad team. Like I said, going to the game, they're a good program. They yeah. were they are very, very bad the last few years and the last like two or three. They've Dave Clawson has got them back. Yeah. They're nothing to sneeze at. They don't get blown out very much. I did not expect to blow them out. Also didn't expect to lose to them. But me and my mom went to Wake Forest. Most of her side of the family went to Wake Forest. So yeah. like it's fine. Yeah. Surprised my uncle didn't call me. This man, he lives in Atlanta. Him and my three cousins, huge Falcons fans. They called me Ugh. right after the Broncos game. Oh, spam called my phone Ugh. to just just talk, talk. Um, Don't ever talk to them again. I never have. Yeah, but you. And like, no, <laughs> you I didn't just, call them after twenty eight three. No, I'm just. No, I did. Oh, oh yeah, one hundred percent did. Anyway, anyway, I think honestly, when you look at NC State's football team. And I was talking with Carson, our show correspondent, earlier today, mm-hmm. and we both agreed that all this team really has is Finley and the receivers. Mm-hmm. There is the O no, line has been good though. The O line has been okay. It's been it's been okay. Finley got sacked a couple times last night mm-hmm. where he shouldn't have. Not on him. Mm-hmm. On the line. Honestly, Harmon and Myers sometimes Amizi show up. Angeline dropped a touchdown last night that would have. Probably sent the game to overtime or mm-hmm. saved us more time to get a field goal at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, this team is really mad. Like, the weaknesses on this team are masked by our quarterback and our receivers. Yeah. Because those are the highlight plays. And those are that's what's in demand in the NFL. Quarterbacks so, and receivers. Yeah, so. Dude, honestly, Amizi, Myers, and Harmon are all yeah. NFL guys, in my opinion. So, yeah, yeah, they are. They are. And state fans... All off season, they see, you know, they look at last season. Mm-hmm. They don't even notice that our entire defensive line got drafted. They just see Chubb gone, and they're like, "Yes, Bradley Chubb." When you start to actually look at it, like, "Wow, we have no defense," because the draft took it. it. You know, it's like, it's like when Kentucky loses all their basketball players, but they didn't reload. Yeah, you know, it's and it's a bad year. We were five and zero. Oh. So they, they, we had plenty of time to like we had time to get we weren't it together. talking about the fact that our whole defense got drafted when we were five and zero. Oh. Yeah, so but, it's something hmm. different. It's something different this time. Yeah, I we, feel like we this, have lost three or four. Clemson just took our mojo, man. Yeah, just snatched it right out, man. Did we have mojo though? I think we did. Going in the Clemson game, yeah, we had it. I they, guess they just took it. They beat yeah. it out of us, man. Just like the Steelers did to the Panthers last Yo, night. But I feel so much different about the Panthers season. Because we're six and three, we're in a really good yeah, spot. Yeah, six and three in the Panthers, at, and considering last night, we're like, 
yeah, we're all right. Hey, but six if we had... three for state, considering last night, we're like, oh my god, <laughs> you know, it's it's so different the college and NFL season. Yeah, but I mean, at this point, if you had said state would be six and three at this point this year, I think most state fans would have mm. took it. Mm, no, not most state fans I know. Okay, well, yeah. people are real optimistic, but the Panthers losing at the Steelers is not bad in and of itself. Losing the way we did is very, Oof. very interesting. You want to you hear a stat? Okay, hit me. We have not beaten the Steelers in the regular season since we were born. 1996. We've played them every four years since 1996. Or no, no, no. We've played them seven times since mm-hmm. we were born, and we have never won. By we, you mean you and I, not the Panthers. Well, since yeah, well, since we were born, yeah, the Panthers have never beaten the Steelers. We've only beaten them once, nineteen ninety six, Kevin Green's first game against his former team. Wow. Well, I guess it'll never so, happen. I really hope this game hey, is we, a fluke. We play them every preseason. Yeah. Yo, this was a fluke because Cam Newton was on last yeah, night. Cam other Newton's than one on. play, it really sucks. And <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. Like, the haters can't even blame Cam Newton. This was not Cam Newton no, at all. No, this wasn't Cam. This was our defense. Yeah, and you know, the, the O-line a little bit. That was flashes of yeah. every other year other than 2015. My dad and I were talking. Happy birthday to my dad, by the way. He's happy 56. No, we're not going to sing. I thought he was 39. He's 56. He looks a lot younger. Ah, he, he just still, looks 39. He can still throw a football. Just I think he looks 39, Mr. Hinton. Just putting <laughs> that out there. All right, shut up. You, <laughs> I just texted my bank account um, information. He can put in a donation. Um, we both agreed that... Ron Rivera should take over the defense. That's interesting. You know, like, uh, fire Eric Washington. I'm sorry, but you you cannot give up a franchise record of points on a Thursday night game. Yo. Fire Eric Washington. Rivera takes over the defense. Norv helps out with some of the head coaching stuff. Norv's been a head coach. He was a decent head coach. Decent. Decent. Not as good as Rivera. No, not as good as Rivera. That's why he would help out. Rivera takes over the defense. What's Rivera's it, um, a defensive guy. Who would replace Washington if we fired him most likely? I see where you're scenario, but that's a Honestly, unlikely. Steve Wilkes? Steve, Steve Wilkes. Wilkes? Yeah. Uh, no, Steve Wilkes, head coach of the Cardinals, dude. Oh, he yeah, was our DC last year. I forgot about No. Uh, yeah, he was. Oh, McDermott was the year before McDermott that. McDermott was the year before that. We've lost our defensive coordinators. To head coaching jobs. You know, I'd love to see McDermott get fired. I mean, I like the guy, but I'd love to see him get fired in Buffalo so we can rehire him. <laughs> I was thinking about that I, I myself. I want that so much. But I but, wanted Rob Chinzinski back when Cleveland fired him. Yeah, I, I like North, though. I'd rather have North than Rob, Chins, Rob Chinzinski. I guess now, just because we're playing so well and Cam has been Yeah, but so I mean, good. is Chinzinski even coaching anywhere? I don't even know. Maybe well, it was just magical Cam rookie season and we overrate that all the time. Yeah, but then Shula came in and it was like... It was good. For one year. For three years, no one. The, we were good for y- different years, but it wasn't the offense being a top offense. Yeah, like we I, were in twenty fifteen. Yeah, I mean, you're forgetting how good our defense was. Like when we oh, had I know. a second yeah, year, yeah, two thousand two thousand thirteen, two thousand thirteen through fifteen, really. Yeah, like, basically until Julio put three hundred on our heads, we had a good defense. I still think we have a good one, but yeah. I think once we lost, um, once we lost our dominant pass rush. Yeah, I don't know how. It just it just well, it I mean, just went away. <laughs> this one like, I think this the pat, the defensive line we have here has shown in spots they can be dominant. Yeah. And they can win us football games like they did in Philadelphia at the end there. Yeah. That's Julius true. Julius Peppers can Kyle just Love. dial it back. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle Love in the backfield. 
Mario Addison had three sacks last week. And then yeah. this Thursday night, where Nothing. was he? Nothing. Yeah, so mm. the guys that can do it week in, week out are the ones yeah. that get the big bucks. And we don't have any of them yet. Yeah. But we... I mean, honestly, we, paid, we paid KK a lot of money. Yo, KK's really good, though. He's good. He's still a D-tackle. I, I haven't seen him do anything, though. That's kind of what D-tackles yeah, Aaron, Aaron Donald gets sacks. You can't judge Greg. Uh, you can't grade every defensive tackle yeah, on Aaron that's Donald. True. That's true. I mean, he's like got a, got a long weekend for the Panthers. You're right. You're right. Got a got a long weekend for the Panthers. You know, I hope they yo they're they have off to until, digest uh, this game. Tuesday. I hope they have a plunger. <laughs> but um, got the Lions next week. We're still six and three. So like another bye week. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. Another ten, ten teams in the NFC have four losses or more. Mm-hmm. We are fine. We just. We gotta fix the defense. Let me do the math right quick. That means six teams, four, four teams, six make the playoffs. Yeah, so six teams have three losses or less right now. Yeah, so four four Super Bowl champions have had a thirty point loss during the season and really? gone on to win the Super Bowl. Most recently, the Ravens in twenty twelve. That's that would have been longer than what I expected, honestly. Yeah, I think a lot of times these teams that have lost by a lot get to the Super Bowl. Or like the Jags last year got to the AFC Championship, even though they were good, but they did have uh, like a I think they had a. Yeah, blow. they got killed. I forget when. I, think but it, I have a distinct memory of the Jaguars getting killed last I mean, year. It's, it's like every year now. All right, let's do our picks. Uh, I'm eight five and one on the season. Ben six and eight, two and a half games behind. Weird Upset flex. of the week. Weird but flex, okay. but okay. I love that. Meme. Interesting boast, but I. <laughs> Go ahead. Upset of the week. You're gonna like this. Bengals over the Saints. Yeah. Am I confident? No. Will it happen? Who knows? Is it what I say is going to happen? Absolutely. Yeah. It's going to happen, John. The Cincinnati Bengals will beat the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Because the Saints have to lose to somebody at some point. I got the I got the Colts over the Jaguars because Blake Bortles stinks. That's all I'm going to say. Lock of the week. I don't know. I'm I'm behind, so I'm just I'm going real conservative. I'm just going to take the Chiefs over the Cardinals. I'm going Packers Dolphins because um yeah. Yeah, I mean, really, the Packers coming off a loss to the Patriots. They're not going to lose to Miami. They stink. <laughs> Brock Osweiler stinks. Oh, Ryan Tannehill's still out? <laughs> yeah. How long is he out for? I don't know, dude. But Brock's not going to play well because it's not Brocktober anymore. <laughs> Brocktober? Brocktober. Yeah, that's a thing, dude. <laughs> Let's Brock, boys. Let's Brock. We All got right. five minutes to talk about the NBA, which we've been hinting at the entire show. Did you uh, hear about the Bucks Warriors last night? Yeah, dude. I watched the I watched the end, which wasn't even competitive because all the uh, starters were out. Bucks are good, man. Bucks won. I d- I'm actually asking by twenty three. By twenty three in Oakland. Wow. Yeah, that makes it better. Wow. Just because I I don't like Warriors fans. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, they're you not as what, common as they used to be because they, they're hated on so much. You know what sucks is what? the fact that. If you're an OG Warriors fan, like from the before they changed the uniforms when they were like black, red, and gold, and nah, Steph they were Curry just got blue drafted. and orange, blue, orange, and gold. Talking about navy um, blue. Yes, I've yes. seen the old. It must Monta be alternate. Ellis and Steph. Yeah, the alternates they have are black, red, and gold. Okay, those yeah. are the photos I've seen. Yeah. And so if you're a Warriors fan from back in the day, yeah, it must really be sad for you just because when you say I'm a Warriors, how fan, could that be sad for you? Because. No, dude. Nobody, nobody cares you. anymore. Everyone hates Three on you. Three rings for your team? That, that's it was kind of like us when the Panthers were really good. I don't like feel bad for them at all. Like when the Panthers were good? 
It's like I watched Brian. Yeah, Saint but Pierre. the Panthers didn't win three rings and go to four Super Bowls. Wow, thanks. like the Bills should have in the nineties. <laughs> um, <laughs> but let's talk about the Bucks. They finally got a coach. Yeah, you know what the difference is for them? Budenholzer, he's good. What? Dante DiVincenzo, man. Nah, dude. The, the <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Dante, Dante's playing well. He got crossed up by CJ pretty badly the other night. Yo, we were just talking about last week how Dante. This is going to be a new segment. Did Kemba, Dante Kemba get crossed him. up this week? Kemba, tur- <laughs> Kemba turned him. CJ like made him do the twister. He's playing well, though. He can hit threes. He's what got a spot on that so team. Good, John? What makes the Bucks so good is that they... I mean, number one, they're they're really good on defense. Mm-hmm. Like Bledsoe is, aside what he did in the playoffs, Bledsoe and Brogdon are are bulls on defense at the guard position. Giannis is Giannis. I don't know. You know? I I wouldn't say they were bulls as much as they're bucks. Personally, oh my god. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Chris Middleton balling out. He's been underrated his whole career, but Budenholzer has really put it together. He he knows how to use Giannis without. Giving him the ball eighty like percent of the time. What a bootenholzer! Bootenholzer. It sounds like a beer. Yeah, I don't like it beer. Does. By the way, it's not good. But I, I think the Bucks are the best team in the East. I think uh, they're better than the Raptors and Although the Sixers I, and Celtics. Sixers are awful, dude. Like, I haven't, I haven't looked at the standings. Sixers are awful. I've been Sixers up with the Sixers Hornets. will be the four seed. Maybe no, no, they're going to be the five seed. You, Do you know who's the six seed right Bucks, now? Celtics, Raptors, Pacers. Sixers. You know who's the six seed Pacers right now? Pacers and six. Hornets, dude. Yeah, bro. Yeah, Hornets are not bad right We've now. We've won two straight games. We beat the Cavaliers for the first time since LeBron wasn't on the Cavaliers. Yeah, Cavs, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, and they were talking about the most hopeless NBA teams. The Cavs are the most hopeless NBA team. They sported their new city jerseys, and they're like, number one, they're ugly. They're so ugly. They're so bad. Number two, nobody smiled in the photo shoot except for Jordan Clarkson, who had a bunch of new tattoos looking like J.R. Smith. He's li- <laughs> it's so funny, dude. They missed on Colin Sexton. Really? He, he's, he's not be- good. He's not good. Apparently, they don't like him. Like the players don't like him. They drafted him to trade mm-hmm. for Kemba Walker, and then the trade fell through. Are you serious? That's, uh, that's what I've heard. Oh, man, I would have been sad. That would have been sad for the Hornets. I mean, depending on what Question, they gave with us. Right now, would you take uh, Kimball Walker for Ben Simmons? Yes. Really? Yeah. Well, Kimball Walker is not a player that can win us a championship when he's the best player. He's like James Harden in that respect. Yeah. I'm not saying James Harden isn't better than Kimball. I'm just, I've always held the stance that the Rock, James Harden will never win a championship on the team where he's the best player. And yeah. I think Kemba, for a different reason, just just because, like, not because of the, like, he's just yeah. not the best player in the NBA, but he's also, he's has to be the second or third best player on a championship team. Okay, agree to disagree. I think I think we, Simmons. We just shook hands. Could be the best player on a championship team. I think team. Simmons is shooting eight percent on jump shots, zero percent from three <laughs> this season. Really? Yes. I'd still take him. We got to go though. Oh, man, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. It's 5 o'clock right now. Yeah, good, right discuss- here. good discussion. Thanks Yo, for tuning in. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. I'm Benjamin Denton. And I'm John Hinton. Bye, y'all.